And welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann from Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Carrie Garner and Fuquay Verena now. And you can find them online at smileman.com. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Mann. Good afternoon. I, I see you in, in not as a patient, but as, as a radio host today. <laughs> yeah, you're on my so, chair today. Yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, by the way, or belated, I should say, a little. Well, let's talk about something that affects a lot of people, and that is cavities. And I'm wondering, you know, there's been such a concentration on fluoride treatments and, and better uh, hygiene. Uh, have you seen a decline in the last five years of cavities? Yes, we have slightly. Um, you know, in the 70s, going into the 80s, we saw a great decline in the amount of cavities um, and decay in children especially. Um, a lot of that had to do with the municipalities um, concentrating on fluoridating water. Right. So that played a big part. The other thing is we saw a, a large decrease in the amount of sugar intake um, because we didn't drink as many soft drinks um, as we did back in the 70s and early 80s. And then all of a sudden, there was a great rise in the amount of sugar drinks, not just soft drinks, but you got juice boxes, you have... Um, these high-energy drinks. So we're starting to see that level go back up again, and it's kind of tapered off down over the last three or four years. But um, still, it's one of the most chronic diseases in America. Um, you don't think about that, especially in children. Um, so when you think of decay, you're like, oh, you don't think of it as a disease, but it is a chronic disease that's in your body. Yeah, so, so let's start there, because I remember in grammar school, and you would put, the, like, tablets in your that's mouth, right. mm -hmm. and it would turn a different color. Disclosing tablets. Yes. Are they still being used? We do have the liquid form now. They still have the tablets, too. They tasted god-awful. You remember awful. how terrible they were? But what that is showing is how well someone is brushing, but what it really is staining on your teeth is plaque. And what plaque is is bacteria. Mixed with the stickiness of foods and things like that. That bacteria, Streptococcus mutans and Lactobacilli are the two commonly most prominent ones that cause decay, live in that plaque. So when you get it stained like that, it's telling uh, the caregiver, teacher, how right, well yeah. you're brushing your teeth and how she must uh, you know, do her teaching into brushing your teeth better um, or sending a note home with your parents, say you're, you're your child's not brushing their teeth as, as well. So we use that disclosing solution. You can buy it in the store, um, but it does tell you, A, how well you're brushing your teeth, mm -hmm. what areas you're missing, because even as an adult, we're missing certain areas because we come, uh, brushing our teeth becomes very habitual. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, so. and now you don't just have those manual toothbrushes that don't do a very good job compared to the battery-operated and the electric. Yeah, and I think electric's actually better as far as not having to think about it because... The ultrasonic vibration is what's going to help clean it, even if you don't touch the area with your brush. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with manual, you're having to scrub it away. You sure so if are. You miss, you Up miss and a, down. Yeah, so. Yep. so if you miss a little area, you know, with it, you're gonna you're gonna continue to have um, decay. But really, the number one area that decay um, forms is between the teeth. You know, and yeah. so that really occurs from lack of flossing because and you can't remove plaque. They Between didn't even tell the you about flossing back in the 70s. and Well, I'm back to the 60s. When did flossing come norm? You know, so I think it, it didn't really start taking the norm until probably early 70s. Really? Um, they started pushing flossing. 
um, they started pushing flossing in the dental offices in the in the late fifties, early sixties. Okay. But the floss was very hard to use. It was wax based. Um, it, it it took a, a might of God to get that early <laughs> stuff through your teeth. Right. Um, because you know of dexterity, um, and it was so thick and just. Uh, but now that we have the uh, you know the Gore Tex type floss like um, Glide and some of the other Colgate easy to use uh, flosses, it's so much easier for people to floss their teeth now. They don't have to have the strength and the dexterity to do it. And um, and of course the water pick, we have the water pick now. Mm-hmm. So, but those that help remove that plaque, help remove those strepto uh, bacilli, those type of um, of uh, bacteria that are causing the underlying cause. Hmm. Yeah. But it has to have something to cause decay. Right. And that is, it has to have sugar. If you don't have sugar, those bacteria that I just mentioned can't cause decay because they use sugar to make acid. And acid is what eats the holes in your teeth, which causes decay. Mm-hmm. So we think a cavity's cavitation, a hole, is created by the acid that these streptococcus and lactobacilli are using, the acid. And what it, reason why it produces acid is because it likes it likes an acidic environment and it can multiply much faster. All right, so throw in your uh, your your real high acidic drinks and foods, and you have a combination for a disaster. Okay, well we're going to talk more about this because uh, is there a genetic component? I'm going to find out about that. Find out about beyond uh, the tartar that you have on your teeth. When does the cavity start forming, and how long does it take? So it hurts, and we don't want you to get that far along. But uh, you are tuned to Tea Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann from Dr. Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry on News Radio 680 WPTF. Well, welcome back to Tea Talk. So let's talk about how a cavity forms, and certainly you want to catch it before becomes an abscess so so just tell me how cavities uh, progress in the mouth and how long it takes so uh, the higher your plaque index the more sugar you eat the more acidic you, the uh, food you eat uh, the higher your decay rate well the first thing uh, acid does is it demineralizes your tooth and of course the the hard protection of your tooth is the enamel that's the really hard part of your tooth mm-hmm. and so it eats into your enamel and gets that protective coating basically undermined and then the bacteria just keep producing that acid until, and they live in that cavitation. Hmm. And then more plaque builds up in that cavitation because you can't brush that away because it's a hole. Eventually it gets to the soft part of your tooth, and that's called the dentin. And there is no protection in the dentin because it's very, very porous and very, very soft. And the next portion after that is your nerve. It's kind of like the China syndrome. I just, just saw like that movie. Syndrome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so you got it. You got a couple layers until you get to your nerve. But the key is is um is catching it early. Yeah. Um, if we can catch it early, we can use stuff like silver diamine fluoride to reverse that process. Um, but once it's through the enamel into the dentin, you have to have a filling because the cavitation is so deep. We can't reverse it anymore. So um, our goal basically is to catch them, and that's why you need X-rays every you know year mm-hmm. is to catch this decay between your teeth, especially if you're not a flosser. You know, there's a great chance that you'll get decay between the contacts of your teeth, and so with these X-rays, we can see how big they are, how small they are. If they're on the smaller side, mm-hmm. we tend to be more conservative now. Let's put it, some silver diamine fluoride on there, 
let it reverse the process. Right. And then the next time you have x-rays, you'd be surprised about 80, 90% of patients don't progress after getting silver diamine fluoride. So for young kids, you don't want a bad experience for them yeah. if you can treat it with something that's just a simple solution. So uh, we, we tend to lean more to that for small decay. But with larger decay, we have to place either tooth-colored fillings for, I'd say, medium size. Or you have to go, if, if you wait a long period of time and it gets so big that you don't have enough tooth structure left, you have to go to a crown, which can be very more expensive. Oh, yes. If you wait too long and that decay gets into the nerve, you only have one of two choices. You got a root canal. Or been there or extraction. Yes, yes. So, so, so uh, or removal. Hopefully, people are having their teeth clean every six months or so, and uh, you start probing around. So, you're looking for the cavities, looking for those little little pits. Yeah. So, ca uh, uh, cavitations are very soft if they have if you have decay. But with fluoride and um, municipalities putting fluoride in their water and fluoride, mm -hmm. more fluorides and toothpaste and everything, you can remineralize re the surface of a tooth and still have decay underneath now. Okay, so in my office, we use something called a diagnodent, which is a laser that we can go in and we can detect decay deep down into your tooth, into uh, the soft part of your tooth. That is one of the uh, things that we use, and then we can catch it before it gets too deep and, and put a filling there. But mostly what we're looking for when we go in and use that explorer or that, that laser is decay that's down into the soft part of your tooth. If it's still in your enamel, more than likely it's not soft. It's just stained, mm -hmm. and we can reverse that usually with the silver diamine fluoride. So then come the fillings. Have they changed over the years? Yes. Um, you know, originally the, the most popular filling was a metal filling, mercury-based amalgams with mercury and all kinds of different silver, you know. Sounds and, bad yeah. for you. Well, you know, they had a place in time. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, the mercury, there are some people who believe um, that it can affect uh, the nerve sheaths around your nerves. Um, I don't think it affects everybody the same. You know, some people mm -hmm. can, can get it out of their body and then other people can't. So, but certainly, um, uh, when you first place an amalgam, that's when the mercury vapor is the most prominent. Once it sets up, you don't get mercury anymore until it starts breaking down. So, um, but some people are just allergic to metals. So, but they had a place in time and they're still used today quite effectively, um, in other parts of the world and even this part of the country, because there's still a lot of dentists who, who, who believe in them and place. I would say a lot, but there's a few that still believe in them and place them. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the biggest thing that we've seen, um, over the last few years is we're starting to see composite resins or two colored fillings. They're becoming more biodynamic. And what that means is they're able to remineralize the tooth back to its original state once mm. they're placed. And so we're seeing healthy, what I call healthy fillings. So these two colored fillings have the means of going in and, and, and calming that tooth down because even decay um, is, is removing uh, a tooth structure that you had it's very hard to go and put something back in there that's mm -hmm. that's that's natural and just like you had before. But biodynamics will help remineralize the dentin and it'll help calm down the nerves for really deep decay. Mm -hmm. It'll actually help keep that nerve from dying so that we don't have to do root canals. And so you um you're seeing that. You're also seeing a, a little bit more of the f um, fluoride based um, 
fillings that are that are used in um, some of the senior ages um, when when people can't really brush their teeth as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have Alzheimer's. Maybe they have some of the things. Right. We can go in and we can put a lot of these fillings in that will help prevent decay, even though you can't keep the plaque index down. Um, so I, I'm really positive that we're moving in the right direction as far as um, the health of the teeth and trying to keep them um, – uh, keep our job as conservative as possible. One of the things we have to realize is back in the day when we we're putting in those metal fillings, you just drilled the tooth out bit as large as you, you could. Yeah. You know, nowadays we want, it's the opposite. You want to take out as minimal amount of tooth structure to get that decay and bacteria out. Mm-hmm. And then you can bond the uh, filling in the old metal fillings. You couldn't bond them in. You had to prep the tooth a certain way and it expanded. And that's what created the seal. Now everything is bonded, and so you can be much more conservative. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? The patient gets to keep their own tooth. Right. So for someone that's had a uh, filling, say, 20, maybe 30 years, is there a lifespan on those? There is, especially the metal ones. The metal ones last a long time. And, and um, the problem with metal ones is the bigger they are, the harder it is um, once they start breaking down to mm-hmm. repair them. I mean, you, you have to take the whole filling out. There's not a lot of repair that can be done. Um, there are some, uh, uh, you know, incompetent dentists that might try to repair them, but studies mm-hmm. show that you can't. So um, the other thing about the very large amalgams is they tend to put fractures in the tooth over time. Um, so you have to be careful because usually when you go back in, it's more than just replacing it with another filling. If you have fractures in your tooth, you may have to go to a crown or something like an onlay that that'll actually protect the tooth from from breaking. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, with them with with tooth colored fillings, we don't have that issue. We don't see the fractures, um, and we don't have to make them as large, so they tend to last longer. Um, but again, whatever you have, you know, I always tell people. God gave you teeth that are getting cavities and breaking down. Mm. There's nothing that man can give you that's not going to wear out. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well, we haven't worn out the show yet. We have another segment coming up. You're tuned to Teeth Talk right here on News Radio 680 WPTF with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. We'll continue right after this. Welcome back to Teeth Talk. Uh, we are talking about cavities. Remember back in the Western days, the guys had cavities. These would be the strongest guys, but it would take them down oh, it because. Takes you down. They let it go too far. How do you prevent that from happening? Well, you definitely, you know, if you feel like you're getting a cavity um, or your dentist has told you you're having a cavity, you want to treat it. Um, I always tell people cavities are a chronic disease, okay? That is uh, pretty much limited to your mouth until the tooth becomes infected. And everyone knows about an abscess tooth or has heard of someone having an abscess tooth. So... When that becomes abscess, it no longer is a local uh, chronic infection. It's now an acute systemic infection, Mm. which means it's spreading. A, it can spread to your heart valves. B, it can spread to your brain. Um, There's a number of places. It can even give you a systemic infection if you ignore it um, so that you have to go in um, and, and get antibiotics. I've had patients who ignored it that we had to send to the emergency room and go on IV antibiotics. So... It is not something to ignore. Now, um, uh, if you keep that in mind um, and think of it as an infection and mm-hmm. know that infections spread, 
then if you don't get it done, you can surely count that you'll get more cavities on other teeth because it's a chronic disease in your mouth that will spread to your other teeth because it's a bacteria. Interesting. Uh, Somebody told me that a long, long time ago that uh, there could be some symmetry going on in the, in the in the mouth you could have one on one side one on the other there, there is some symmetry some people ask if there's a genetic effect um there has not been any genetic links to uh decay mm-hmm. only periodontal disease now can there be some things happening in your life to make your teeth soft you could have had high fevers when your teeth were developing and it could cause your enamel to not be quite as strong uh-huh. um and that's more of a systemic thing than it would be a genetic thing but if you're going to your dentist on a regular basis, they'll be able to point those things out for you, help you get on, you know, some fluoridated toothpaste, help help you understand the condition, um, and, and help you decrease the amount that you may get. So so let's talk about how, how to not get in that position. How can you have a healthy mouth and not have cavities? Is it possible? Yes. First thing, oral, oral hygiene. you got to brush twice a day for at least one to two minutes. Um, you want to floss. If you don't want to floss, water pick, okay? And you want to stay away from sugar. And if you do that, you're going to decrease the amount and chance of getting decay. Um, Foods play a big part in it. You know, everyone asks me, you know, what candy can I eat, you know, that's not going to give me (laughs) decay? Any candy over a period of time is going to give you the decay. The best one you can eat is chocolate. I know with, you know, with the... with our, our, our love holiday here <laughs> yeah, um, that yeah. just passed. Everybody loves chocolate. That's probably the best candy you can eat because it dissolves really quick. And it's gone. And it's gone. It's not going to stick to your teeth. Now, those chocolates that have the gooey stuff in the, the middle, caramel, the caramel yeah. stuff, that's going to give you decay because it's sticking to your teeth. Really, sugar, it's about the time and the amount of time it's exposed to it. So the more intake, the greater the risk of decay. I can take someone that drinks four soft drinks a day that gulp them, down quickly, they get less decay than someone who takes one soft drink and sips every five minutes on it all day long. Uh. They'll get way more decay. So it's really about the exposure time, and it's also about acid. Soft drinks, soft drink, soft drinks. I can't tell you how many people that come in with soft drink mouth that just you know drink. That's all they drink. Mm. A, it's bad for your overall health, but you certainly will come in with decay. Sweet tea is another one. We're in the South. If you sip on sweet tea all day long, you will get decay. Not high in acid necessarily, but the sugar. Um, energy drinks, if you're drinking those and sipping on those throughout the day, coffee with sugar, any of those things that have sugar on them that you're exposing your tea to over and over will cause decay. So decay is very preventable, mm-hmm. but you have to make an effort and you have to adjust your lifestyle so that your sugar intake goes down. Yeah. Well, not to get too specific, but I will. Um, so after you have your, your dental uh, hygienist go through and, and sometimes it feels like she's take a, a pick and get some of that plaque off. The tartar. The yep, tartar, the tartar off. off. Yes. Is, mm-hmm. is tartar a problem? Does tartar, uh, tartar cause does cavities? Not, yes. No, tartar does not cause cavities. It holds a different bacteria that causes periodontal disease, but it does not cause cavities. Now, it can build up so much that it uh, hinders you getting the plaque that causes cavities off. Mm-hmm. Um, but in itself, it does not. Um, it's more of a calcium-based, um, uh, basically porous 
piece that lives on your teeth that, that bacteria live in, but uh, not the bacteria that cause decay. Those bacteria that cause decay like acid, so they want to be out in the open where they can get the food particles and, 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 and all those sugars that they're looking for. Okay. Well, any any closing thoughts here on uh, cavities? Well, definitely want to visit your dentist. Some of the signs and symptoms, if you're having, uh, you know, if you eat something sweet and you're having uh, sensitivity, um, or if you're chewing and you're having sensitivity, visit your dentist. If you don't visit a dentist on a regular basis, because you know, waiting till it starts to hurt, too late. Is too late. It's usually costly, and or there's a great chance that you can um, lose the tooth and or end up in the hospital. So. Um, Visit your dentist on a regular basis and look for those signs and symptoms, stains on your teeth and uh, sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And once again, you have a lot of state-of-the-art technology at your office. We can show decay to our patients up on the screen. It's no longer just that little pic that we were talking about earlier. We take pictures and show the patients so they get to see it and they get to be a part of their treatment plan. Well, that's great. Well, uh, you can follow up with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann at Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry with three offices in Cary. That's where you started. Uh, Garner and Fuquay Verena now. Uh, and uh, we've had shows in the past where you can email Dr. Mann. So it's drman at smileman.com if you have a question uh, for a future show. And uh, the website, smileman.com, also hosts all our podcasts now on uh, WPTF.com. You can also visit that as well. Thank you again, Dr. Ban. Thank you. This and, has been... Uh, yep. hope everybody listens next week. Give kids a smile week. This has been Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. <laughs> <laughs>